Welcome to We Need to Talk, conversations on wellness to inspire, relate and enlighten. Now, here's your host, Coast FM's Feel Good Breakfast host, Tony Street. Welcome to We Need to Talk. It's lovely to have your company. Gemma McCaw is a former Black Sticks hockey player with over 250 caps for the national side. She's an Olympian. She's also a two-time Commonwealth Games medalist and most recently has been dabbling in the world of running and multi-sport, which I'm keen to hear more about in a moment. Gemma retired from international hockey a couple of years ago and is now mum to two girls with one on the way. She's a women's wellness director and the founder of the Sunday Series Wellness Retreats, which Gemma, you have uh, just come fresh from one of those retreats. How did it go? It was pretty amazing. We've done three events. Our one yesterday was in Auckland. Um, Absolutely amazing to see an incredible bunch of women, you know, from all walks of life coming together. Um, Yeah, we had a special day kind of, yeah, taking pause, um, time to reflect. We talked about wellness and well-being. Um, We did a bit of a hill walk yesterday, which was good um, to get the endorphins flowing and really nice food and just beautiful company and that chance to, yeah, take stock of where we're at um, and think about where we're going as well. Say 30, 40 years ago when I was growing up, (laughs) um, wellness retreats weren't really a thing. Um, Do you think they weren't a thing because they weren't necessary back then? Is it our state of and our pace of life that has made these, I guess, a necessity for the modern woman? Yeah, I think um, our needs fundamentally haven't changed as women. You know, we still have the um, the same basic needs of connection, um, needing sleep, you know, exercise, good food and, and feeling good in ourselves, but our demands have changed. So as women, you know, we're now working, having families, um, volunteering, you know, just kind of trying to do it all. And I think what happens, we see this treadmill. Everyone seems to be on a treadmill and a wellness retreat is kind of a chance to get off just for a short moment of time, you know, for two or three days. Um, in the past, they weren't really that accessible. They were kind of overseas. You had um, Golden Door and in Australia, there's Gwingana. Gwingana, yeah. Very amazing retreat. Hugh Jackman's one. And whilst we'd love to go on um, retreats, the idea for us is just being able to take one day out. Um, is kind of seems a little bit more realistic and achievable for our women in New Zealand. But like I say, fundamentally, we've still got the same needs. And I was talking to mum about this and she said, you know, when I had my babies, it was, you know, looking after them. And she actually owned a business with my nana um, called Affordable Weddings in Tauranga. And they actually made dresses and hired them out to to women, and I laugh, um, that couldn't have a fairy tale kind of big <laughs> wedding, you know. Yeah. And, yeah, the thing with my nana is... You know, she made everyone feel like someone. And I think, so mum worked from home with her and, you know, you could have the kids as well. And then when we went off to school, so um, mum said, I look at, you you know, your life now and you try and do everything. And that's what women, um, we kind of conditioned to to do it all. Um, And we can do everything, but not all at once. So um, we're trying to say, actually thinking about um, the well-being and things that buffer you to allow you to be at your best. But it's those multiple competing divans. It's the invisible load, you know. Um, the women, I believe, um, in a family or extended family really are the heartbeat. Um, and we're the ones probably looking after others, but often we leave ourselves behind. So these days we're born out of the need for um, women to actually put themselves first. It's the oxygen mask analogy. Um and take care of themselves because we can't really pour from an empty cup, as we know. Um, so that was kind of the the day retreats. Um, 
that's where it was come from. It's interesting um, what actually makes you fulfilled as a person too. And I feel like I've been learning this more and more. And you mentioned connection. And I feel like connection is not something that I would instantly say, oh, uh, I need connection. Because I've always had it. I'm, I'm a social person. I've always had a lot of friends. I make friends easily. But when you become a mum and you're working and you're a mum, there's not a lot of time to see the friends that you have. So you might have them, but actually making a time where you can both meet to be able to connect, that's really difficult. And it suddenly dawned on me after I had my first baby, I'm going to have to work hard at this to actually make it happen. But when you do make it happen, it it suddenly is that missing piece often and you go, oh, that's all I needed. I needed a little chat with my girlfriend over lunch, you know? Yeah, I totally agree. I think as well, um, meaningful connection is actually the one thing that buffers us. And I think it's the most important part of our well-being. And often it's the first one we take out because we go, we're too busy, a little bit like the other ones, you compromise your sleep and your food and your exercise when you get busy. But the connection for me is the thing that buffers us. And you think about times in your life um, in the good times, people have been there. And, you know, in the harder times, it's it's often people that surround you. And I believe that connection doesn't always have to be with a, a best friend or um, those meaningful connections can happen with people, you know, your local barista. Um, people, if we take moments to look up and smile and engage, that really actually boosts our well-being. Um, so it's, yeah, making time for meaningful quality connections. And I think as well, the thing with technology and cell phones is that often we're two places at once. And when we're, you know, we often talk about be where you are. And when you have um, a soul filling conversation, you know, with a really good friend or a really great connection um, with someone, you know, I was lucky enough to have a Thai massage last week. Nice. and. Are they the hard ones where yeah, they like stand, stand on, on you? you. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I had that, that once and I was like, oh Yeah, it's, my not, it's not for God. everyone. Um, and these two beautiful ladies in Christchurch and I went in and, you know, I'm always chatting to them and I said, oh, you got a day off tomorrow? And they said, oh, we're, you know, massaging babies. And I said, oh, you know, like. That's... I hope you don't stand and, on them. <laughs> yeah, I hope it's not time massage. And, and she said to me, oh, well. On my days off, I um, massage babies that have been neglected, you know, and to feel that touch. And, you know, I looked at this woman, you know, in this moment and I thought, you know, you can come into a massage or you can come into a cafe. And if you take the time to be curious, you know, and, and, engage. and engage what you get and that perspective and that connection and how I see this amazing woman, you know, on her what she works six days a week on her day off, she's. I mean, there's so many unsung, amazing women in our community doing things, just going about their business. For other Coast podcasts with Tony Street, check out Off the Coast or the daily Feel Good Breakfast Catch-Up podcasts. Now back to We Need to Talk. The thing with connection, I always found when I had my babies and I was sleep deprived and walking with the front pack and I remember walking up the mount, you know, and um, one lady turned to me and she said, to Mickey girl, you know, like just that moment can give you the lift you need. So as well, it's it's both, you know, it's those people that really matter, making time for them. And it's also making time, you know, it only takes 30 seconds to connect with someone. Mm. Um, and that's what I love. And connection will buffer you because in my sleep deprived state, 
her saying that to me actually gave me the lift that I needed. Isn't it amazing and how a, a stranger can <laughs> give you a compliment and it really makes you feel good? And you're like, yeah. isn't it amazing? Because by the same token, um, a stranger could say something bad to you and it affects you for the same amount of time. Oh, 100%. Possibly longer. And the other thing is now with online, you know, if you do get a negative comment and you're looking at it, it can interrupt and put you straight in that stress response reading that. And people were probably happy to say a bit more online nowadays than than they are to your face. But yeah, I would just say the prioritising connection because it's the first thing we take out. And there's meaningful ways to connect and and doing something different. I know for me, each year I do a trip with my girlfriends and I've had to bring babies and, you know, just within New Zealand. And it's one weekend a year, but the anticipation of that event and the excitement and the chat and then after gives us so much as well. And oh, it's cultivating I've, I've that. I've always thought about that with holidays um, is the lead up. That's part of it. And that's why I start getting excited about Christmas early because the day itself comes and goes very quickly. (laughs) But the lead up, what you do in the prep, that's half the journey, isn't it? And that's what I think we need to keep putting things in our calendar and keep cultivating that hope and optimism because it has been really tough Mm. post-COVID. It is really tough on women. We are faced with unique wellbeing challenges. You think about puberty, um, you think about, you know, postpartum and you think about perimenopause, menopause, these are huge, you know, and often we don't talk about them um, and normalise. Actually, it is a really challenging time throughout that and throughout the lifespan. And I think the more we can normalise the the struggles um, and celebrate the the triumphs and the small wins, the better we can be. Um, And I think sometimes what we are presenting to be, um, there's a little bit of a gap to where we are. And I think in New Zealand, we've got this amazing opportunity because we're a you know, the Kiwi culture, actually to be really real and authentic and celebrate, you know, all the types of people there are. But the more we lean in, um, the better. But I just know for for people in tough times, and I think not being able to travel and do these things um, has been really, really tough. So yeah, like you say, prioritising that connection and having something in the in the the diary, even if it's a, you know, I look forward to every Wednesday my kids swim and we go for a little coffee, you know, I've got those kind of, and it's the consistency and repetition, um, which builds, you know, those really nice relationships and you, you know, someone's going to show up for you. And I always think in relationships, when you know that somebody is going to show up for you, um, it's a really nice feeling. We're not in this, you know, on um, your own, on your own mentality. And it feels quite lonely sometimes for all of us, you know, you can be surrounded um, and you can be alone, you know, and I've met um, some amazing women, you know, that just it's the meaningful connections and the quality of them. And I think sometimes with phones, you know, we walk into a room and we just one moment while we're finishing something, but putting it down and we miss those little moments. And I always, you know, remind myself, you know, when the kids are, um, you know, laughing or there's just these moments, there's hard, definitely hard parts throughout the day. But actually savouring the moments of a sunset or a beach swim or that feeling after you've exercised, you know, or a acai bowl, whatever. I think we chase the big moments and I've been guilty of this, especially with hockey, because I thought when I got that gold medal, I would be enough. And I remember the the decision to retire after, um, you know, Tokyo and COVID came and had Charlotte, obviously, and I was talking to Rich and Mum, what do I do? And mm, do I keep you, going another year? You thought year? you could get to the Olympics um, and then it got delayed by a year and that messed up your, your, your yeah. plan, didn't it? And and so I was talking to a friend and I said, oh, you know, I'm, I really, you know, want this. I'm desperate, you know, as a little girl, I wanted that 
that gold medal because I actually thought that would validate, you know, and I would be enough. And he just turned to me and he said, if you're not enough without the medal, you won't be enough with the medal. And I went, oh, I just had an aha Oprah moment. Yeah. And I went, I've chased that external thing, you know, and some of us do. We chase the job or the marriage or the car or the house and we think, when I get that, I will be happy. Mm-hmm. But the reality is it's in our daily intentional activities that bring in, you know, I look at my nana who, um, again, she lost her husband at 42 with four kids, my mum being one of them. She's twice survived breast cancer, you know, she's, and she's still, her ability to be grateful and, you know, is just is amazing. Every time when I take her for a coffee, this is the best coffee I've ever had, you know, because she looks at and that lens and happiness, I've, and the research kind of says as well, happiest people are the first to offer a helping hand. Mm. You know, exercise is a daily or, you know, mostly daily or weekly kind of routine. Um, they also, you know, they savour um, life's pleasures. They work towards meaningful goals and the quality of connections, you know, they reach out and have really good connections. So when you you kind of look at that, um, it's the intentional and that's the key point is that, you know, you're intentionally making time. We can't hope that we'll exercise. Like, as you know, we have to, on a Sunday, I'm thinking, where in my week can I fit, you know, um, and where can I catch up with my people? Um, and so it's really about being intentional and then those well-being and wellness habits become, you know, really routine and ingrained and it I is think a, it is a mindset and it is, is a it? mindset and I totally you know it's for me the most important thing about a person is actually their attitude we need to talk hosted by coast fm's feel good breakfast host tony street if you enjoy the podcast click to share with family or friends to get in touch email we need to talk at coastonline.co.nz Again, I've been lucky enough to meet all these amazing women and their stories. Um, and you're an amazing woman too, you know, what what you've been through, but you're choosing, you know, your mindset despite, you, you know, <laughs> everything that um, has happened in your life, you're choosing to... I think part of that are the, is the, the people you have around you too. Yeah. And I know my mindset comes from my parents yeah. because my parents absolutely have that mindset. Just, just go back to what you were talking about, your situation before, after you decided not to um, go to the Olympics and you had yeah. to pull out. I've often thought for you two, being, you know, because your husband is Richie McCall, we all know who he is, um, two very high profile athletes. And then you've both stepped away from the sports that you loved, um, the only life you really knew. And then suddenly you're both not playing the sport anymore and you're having children and you've got to decide what to do with each day. How was that transition? Yeah. So um, I always say sport is what we do, but it's not who we are. And I think, again, having both of our families have been pretty amazing. Um, You can imagine um, definitely Rich's family, don't let him get ahead of himself. You know, they're very grounded and down to earth coming from Kurao and the farm. And they've been pretty amazing in the, you know, so for him, especially coming from that. And for me, um, I'm so lucky with my mum and dad and, and my family have been, you know, like you say, those people were so supportive. And I actually remember before the Rugby World Cup, um, in 2015, you know, it was pretty stressful going into it because there was so much riding on it for Rich, you know, and I was playing hockey at the same time and Rio was the next year and I was just, and I said, you know, regardless of of what happened, I just said it one night, you know, you being an amazing rugby player isn't even in your top qualities that I say, you are so much more, you Mm -hmm. know, and 
at the end of the day when the you know the curtains close for people they go back to their families and, and you cultivate so much joy and happiness for them but you know you are so much more and I think him doing his aviation and doing other things we both studied you know whilst we were kind of doing meant that when we got to the end of our career um, there were so many other things that we were interested in and we had such good people around us we, our identity wasn't wrapped up in it. Again, you know, having and, interests, right? And that is yeah. an intention to make sure. I remember looking at myself at one point and going, what is your hobby, Tony? Do you have a hobby? And I couldn't think of anything. Yeah. And if you don't have a hobby, go find one. Yeah, and it's it's never too late, you know. Um, I've just taken up knitting recently. We both have. Oh, yes, you <laughs> no, have that. I saw that. Uh, yeah. I'm like, damn you, Richie McCaw, you're yeah, good at everything. I know, and he's, <laughs> he's good at it too now. Um <laughs> But yeah, I would just say like that identity piece, we've got to separate and be okay with the person away from the big job or the, but what happens is people reward you and pat you on the back for that thing. Um, But the people that love you most see you as the person because they see you in your best and your worst. And I think the transition was made easier and we're a real team, you know, Um, we had each other so we could... We could work through that, but Rich went into helicopter flying and I kind of went into my, you know, the woman's wellness and we had that next passion. And I think with with Rich, he got to achieve everything he absolutely wanted. And I kind of think sport doesn't believe in fairy tales for everyone. You know, for me, I'm sitting here, but every morning we wake up and walk past these World Cup trophies, you know, good on him. <laughs> <laughs> he's done <laughs> he's pretty done well. Um, but no, that's covered in my bookshelf now, you can't actually see the Halbergs and the. <laughs> but does that make our life any more meaningful day to day? Well, it's an amazing memory and moment in time, um, and it's a tangible thing of all that hard work. But we just hope our kids have slept through the night, mm-hmm. you know. And we think about each day doing our little bit of exercise, meaningful connection, and meaningful work. And actually, that we just want to look back at that time in our life. But if you're you're holding on, and I think if you had a lot of what ifs. And that's why I would say around the mindset is grab the opportunities. You know, I know it's scary to do things, to to get out of your comfort zone. But the more that we do that, you know, the more we add other things to ourselves. And, and don't be defined by what you do or what you're good at. Um, and it's a reminder for our kids not to always reward being clever or talented. And, and it's so hard because we see them do well. And, and, you know, you, we and, wanna, it's, it's and it's exciting, isn't it's it? It's exciting, yeah. But actually building up those other um, qualities around them, spending quality time and, and showing them the values. And for us, every every decision we make is based on on our values, you know, and that's family and integrity and, and respect and kind of, you know, going after our passions as well. So we've been so fortunate. There's been times we didn't know what we were going to do either, you know, um, especially for Rich, he went straight into God's zone, just casually. Yeah, um, casually, just nailing the multi-sport. Yeah, and so we went into this new world to challenge ourselves differently physically and And that must have been scary too, because, you know, when you're um, a high-performing all-black like that, people expect things, right? Well, I think you have a target on your back because people always, you know, they pass them in something or they say, you know, yes. I, they like to. I beat Richie McGaw. But I just think that's great if he's, you know, he's helping others, right? You know, and it's we have some great little um, interactions with people. But I, I definitely think that um, there is an extended pressure. Um, but I also think pressure is a real privilege, you know, and Every day I'm blown away when, you know, he gets a bit annoyed, I think, when we stop to chat with the, so many people because I love to chat, obviously. Um, and, no, but he to see these little kids' faces light up, you know, when they meet him or the elderly when we are so lucky enough to come across just actually fills me with real joy and it's a real privilege to be, at, be able to do what we do and um, especially with him, yeah, it's for me, you know, there are moments where you're trying to get kids home for a nap 
and we're like, we, we've got to keep moving. We can't stop. But that, that one moment might cultivate for a, a young boy or girl um, something and say, oh, I want to be like that one day. And the thing that, you know, I love about Rich is he makes you want to be better. Um, and he's an amazing person with those values, you know, those strong values and um, that in a family and that in a, a person is is pretty incredible. And like I say, I'm just so lucky that we get to share our life together based on very similar values. And we really work as a team with our kids and, and each other. And we know that we can support each other in whatever we do. Yeah, and I can see that. So all the best for <laughs> baby number three. And I love what you're doing with this Sunday series. And I'm sure lots of women in New Zealand will benefit from it. So if you want to catch the Sunday series, I will um, pop this up on social media and tag you guys in so you know where to go. Thanks, Gemma. Thanks so much, Tony. Lovely to see you. We Need to Talk, hosted by Coast FM's Feel Good Breakfast host, Tony Street. If you enjoy the podcast, click to share with family or friends. To get in touch, email we need to talk at coastonline.co.nz.